Welcome to the Find and Follow podcast, where we believe life is in the light, spiritual darkness is the enemy, and finding and following Jesus is the best way to live life. I'm Scott Langhands, your host, uh, joined by my co-host Craig Langhands. Uh, Kyle is not here today because we are recording slightly earlier than normal. Yes, I think you know. He had a busy week, I think. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, if you've listened before, you know Craig and Kyle, not really morning guys. Hey, I was here early. You were on time and early. That's wonderful. Uh, but we brought in an early morning guy, one of our friends, Sam McGee. He's our uh, special you, guest Sam. today. I'm so, happy to be here. And right. Sam brought coffee today. So, I mean... You could come back every week if you wanted to. That's I can't show up somewhere without bringing coffee. That's it's like a like a uh, I don't know what is it for you coffee obsession passion. Uh, I call hobby. it I call it an obsession. I I always say that I moonlight as a coffee nerd. It just brings me joy. Yeah, yeah, it does. You uh, you do love a good scientific approach to coffee, whether it's the pour over, the roasting, the manufacturing, the person. I like getting deep into it. I don't know what it is. I think there's something um, therapeutic about this drug and I'm going to, I'm going to research it. I'm going to figure it out. And it's kind of nice. Like the weather shifted for us in Spokane area this last week. We had snowmageddon. We did. We had eight inches of snow, uh, at least in Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls area. In our house we did too. Yeah. Yeah. And it in we're it's October, I don't even know what day it is. The twenty eighth. It's we're the twenty eighth. Yeah. All right. And so we had it like five days ago, a week before Halloween. What what was if, your if, snow experience like, Craig? Uh, well, it piled up. We're at twenty five hundred feet, a little bit above that, and so we get plenty of snow, even when they don't get it in the valley floor. But they were getting it on the valley floor, and so we were even more so. And I had to plow a couple of different times. Um, you know. It, it was interesting when I was listening to the news, if I heard it correctly, they said the average snowfall for that particular date, which was a Friday, whatever that was, they said the average snowfall for that date is zero. Zero. That's the average? And, yeah, it that was the average. It just doesn't snow. And we, it just doesn't <laughs> snow, apparently, on that date. It does it, snow sometimes in October, but that particular date, just there was no, since they've been keeping records, if I heard them correctly, right. it's zero. And so That's we got funny. seven or eight inches. Yeah, busted the record all the heck. You and I guess for October. Out. You have uh, the four-wheeler with the plow. You had to bust that out and push oh, yeah. it around. That's, That's I didn't just even absurd. have the blade on the thing because it wasn't like that it's time It's October. Of year yet. Yeah. You're still the, doing the give the grandkids ride around the property exactly. on the four-wheeler program. That's right. Yeah. What about you, Sam? What's, what was your We were take? in Montana. Oh, you were, did you guys get snow? Oh, we were way up, way up Petty Creek in Alberton, Montana, and I... I knew there was going to get some snow, but it dumped feet. I mean, really, we woke up the next day and and I, I couldn't get out. We had a we have a tractor out there that we had to get our cars undone, and we thought oh, there will be a little bit of snow, so we'll bring some layers for the kids. But Not it dumped snow pants and snow jacket, just kind of like no. a little colder, so we'll give a few extra. Yeah, yeah. and oh. our kids are pretty hardy. They love being outside. They'll they'll get down with the cold, but. It dumped snow, and we ran into town. We ran into Missoula and bought new snow gear for the kids, so they were excited. Yeah, this was like good new day. S- like gloves, like new gloves. Oh my gosh, snow the gloves! Time. My son wouldn't take them off. I yeah. don't know what it was about this. We he put the gloves on and he refused to take them off. Nap time was a fight. I don't know why. Just let them sleep with them on. They'll get sweaty and just they'll take them off eventually. Is what exactly? <laughs> <laughs> we have the reverse problem now. We have kids going trying to go outside without clothes on. My oh yeah, s- my son came down for school. Well, not 
You the mean other- snow clothes. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, no proper attire. No, no, my, my kids are just butt naked. They'll just run outside. Yeah, oh, you're, you're in a different age bracket. Mine are a little more self-aware <laughs> yeah, if they're yeah. naked or not. But yeah. no, they'll still oh come down gosh. like shorts. My boys will come down in shorts the other morning. It was 16 yeah. degrees out. Shorts. That's literally all Wyatt had on. <laughs> uh, Hayden went dressed for school, shorts and a t-shirt yesterday. And it was yeah. 19 degrees. Ah, buddy. <laughs> Nope. Need to go back upstairs. Find some longer shorts. We call pants. My neighbor, <laughs> my neighbor is um, he's like fourteen or fifteen, and I know he goes to the bus stop down just right down the street. And last year it was snowing. I am out shoveling my driveway. I am layered up, and he's got his shorts and his t-shirt on, and he's walking to school. His dad hunts, he hunts. I know I've seen him walk out in Sitka gear. I know he's decked out, but he's, he's got, got to wear stuff. his he's got his style. And I'm making fun of him. Like, dude, <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, I like my shoes. I wanted to wear I my shorts be with him. Cool at school. You, something's gotta match. Yeah. Uh so anyways, I was just thinking, like last Saturday for us, a lot of cups of coffee, warm coffee. It felt like Christmas break. There was snow, there was no school, the world was kind of quiet. I was like, is it December? I don't know, driving around the last couple of days, I have to keep telling myself, October. It's October. It, yeah, felt, it felt like December 15th or January. Well, and it still looks like Christmas time out there because so little of the snow is actually yeah. melted at my house. Yeah. And then we went for a walk yesterday while the sun was still up, and it felt warm. I was like, oh, it's spring. Is it March? Are we Like, spring's around the corner. I'm very confused. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for bringing the coffee. All of that to say, Cheers. thanks for the coffee. Uh, we jumped into John 13 last week, and it made me think, because you were actually going to bring a different coffee. This, yeah. is how, this is how awesome you are, and it, it ties into what we were talking about last week, just love. And like John wrote, wrote a letter, a couple letters as well, and, and he says, he says, I'm trying to find it off. Uh, oh, three, John 3, 18. Let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. Like it's, that's First John 1 First John. Yeah, one of his letters. And it just made me think again, as you were, you sent me a text this last weekend, hey, I'm bringing some coffee for the podcast, which I was like, sold. I mean, any old coffee. And then you sent a link to like this coffee. I got real excited about it. It seemed like a real (laughs) nice coffee. But we talked about Jesus last week and washing the disciples' feet and ultimately going to the cross. Like love is not just words, which it it is. Like it's important to tell your wife, hey, babe, love you. But it has to be coupled with action. Otherwise, those words really don't have any meaning. We can't just say, oh, I love God, but don't do anything. Or I love my wife, but don't do anything. And so as you're like, I'm bringing coffee. Um, I know you like coffee, but it's also an act of love. You're demonstrating like, hey, hmm. not just just words. And that's Sam, what I appreciate about you is just you always seem to be living from your passions. And uh, so you want to tell us a little bit. You're, you talked about your kids. You're married. You got a couple of kiddos. Uh, but you also are a photographer, cinematic videographer. I don't know, even know. Like, did you just make up an expression? A cinematic videographer. Video, oh no, video, no, this, videographer. No, it's all those all those words sort of get mixed together. Yeah. Nobody really knows what but to call is, themselves. Is when that you say actually s- a word, videographer? Oh Maybe. yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Videographer. Yeah. But is that like, different than a videographer? You do film and you do pictures question. and you're really good at it. And <laughs> you've got a business, you and your uh, brother in law, yeah. Mitch, uh, partners in yeah. Inland Film Co. And I don't know, it, we, could, we could even take that. Like, I don't even know what's cinematic. It's a movie or it's cinematic. Do you get this a lot? 
Yeah, I mean, help, we have a full. We have a full. Help the listeners. We have our own podcast where we talk about the mess of words that nobody really knows what to call themselves. No, um, I am a, a cinematographer. There you go. That we want, way but better. that's. I mean, that's because I want to make. We want to make movies, and so um, we are a director and director of photography duo, a director and cinematographer duo, because we want to. We're doing documentaries and commercials, and then um, we want to make feature films. We're writing, uh, writing screenplays for some TV shows, some dramas, and um, so I mean, videographer, videographer. You were right the first time, videographer. I know. I mean, they're all like. <laughs> I just make up words. It's fine. He does. I noticed. I noticed. I mean, I listen. I really listen. So what's the difference between cinematic and we're making movies? Well, I or mean... like I, I'm recording something on my iPhone. Like, I got movies. I don't know if there really is a difference. Okay. I think it's just the intention. Like, um, pictures... I changed my, my um, tagline on Instagram recently. This um, cinematographer that I like, Bradford Young, he's done a lot of, like... He did Arrival, and he did solo the star wars film and um he said in an interview one time that photography drives his philosophy and i i think that just in my life through photos through documenting my kids through documenting life through making photos for other businesses i've just um you know i've been meeting new people lately and making portraits taking their portrait when they come into our office and it's it's kind of drived it's driven my growth in philosophy and my view of people and my experience of people and yeah hmm, interesting let's i'm going to pause that because i want to come back to that but i i, yeah. I got to get out of my head this because there is a huge difference between me taking a video on my phone and having oh i got videos or a movie on my phone yeah to what you do like even if it is on your phone like there's definitely talent in the cinematic part mm. so you guys are you guys are really talented. We've partnered together on a couple of projects. Yeah. You've helped us out with. Yes, yeah. you have. We've done a um, couple of lengthy projects where we, did, um, we didn't have a Sunday gathering around Christmas time, and so we did an online experience. Yeah. Uh, and we did a couple of those together. Those were fun. Those As a matter of fact, really I fun. thought about you here recently when uh, we were doing uh, a little piece, a video piece, where we were honoring our creative arts pastor, Ben, as he was going out to plant a, a new church. And uh, one of the pieces that was included in that little video piece was uh, him standing on the dock in the windstorm at the in-laws' house. Yeah. Remember that day? Yes, And he's I out do. there playing his guitar. That's great. That was a great scene. It was a great scene. <laughs> smart? Probably not. not that so was the smart, day we had, like, record-setting 70 to 90-mile-an-hour wind gusts. Oh, yeah. It I was had, perfect. I had trees come down, and my power was out for, like, four days or something after that. It was that. the best time to go out and shoot a worship oh. music video. Oh, he yeah. was standing out there in the dock having the time of his life. I mean, You don't need just... to rent the big fans <laughs> with, like, the blow. You're oh, like, my you gosh, just had no. all that natural. Oh, yeah. People pay money for big money for that oh, yeah. set design. We're just going when Jesus <laughs> gives us the wind. We'll... That, that's true. That that's was epic. Yeah, so some fun things. And so you guys do a whole slew of stuff as far as just promoting businesses, sharing stories. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's kind, of, that's kind of your passion. And, and I love it. I love it. And I hope people listening, one of the things I wish, wish you know, even last week's podcast, this week too, the, the, the reality of you can follow Jesus. God's gifted us with all sorts of different uh, gifts and talents, way we view the world, things that get us excited. And we can love God and love people and do those kind of things 
I think way too often we relegate what it means to follow God to certain time and a certain place and in a certain way. And it's really, really narrow. And I just think if people could grab a hold of how God has built them, their part, to put it in like a real scriptural term, their part in the body of Christ, and it's all the time, and it's so much more variety, it's so broader than most people would, would think of, I just hope people can grab onto that and maybe hearing your story, you know, and how you're living that out and serving people and doing good in the world can come in so many different ways that we're administering God's grace, 1 Peter 4, 10, just, hey, if you can speak, speak. If you can take movies, take movies. If you can, mm. you know, invite people over your house, invite them over your house, whatever God has given you to administer God's grace, that people would live into that more, live out of their passions. Mm. We're so programmed, I think, with what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? Yeah. What's your strategic goal? What's your assessment on that? What are the bullet points? How are you going to get there? What's the best course of action? What's the greatest ROI? Like, don't buy a house based on where you actually want to live and, and, and participate in community. Buy a house where you think you can get the most ROI in three and a half years. And what's the right. rate return? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, so I appreciate when you're just like, oh, I'm going to make a cinematic video about me pouring my coffee in the morning because that fires me up. Like one of the greatest Instagram, and I, and I sent you a message, one of the greatest Instagram posts ever was this guy doing a pour-over video on, it was phenomenal. Just anyways, in the moment. Enjoying, enjoying life. So mm-hmm. can you just talk a little bit about maybe with yeah. your story of like, why'd you get into yeah. shooting movies and taking photos and how is that connected to following God and living out your passions of who yeah. you are? And I wanted to be a worship pastor really bad. I was gonna. I was gonna go. I I go uh, full send in anything that I'm doing, and um, I was leading youth church worship, and I was playing drums every Sunday, and I was gonna go to Hillsong, and I knew exactly what I was gonna do. And in high school, some some guy at this camp over in Seattle handed me a camera, and I I had all changed. Every I felt like. Handed you camera. You weren't a photographer. Did you have interest? I had or? an interest. My grandma was a landscape photographer. I traveled with my grandparents and fly fished and took photos. And I, I thought um, I had an interest in taking pictures. Um, you know, I bought my. I would use my grandma. I was always surrounded by photography. At least my grandma always had the newest, the newest film camera, and then the newest digital camera. I mean, she was on the digital train before anybody else, she had the floppy disk camera. No way. I mean, she was... (laughs) Floppy disk. Who remembers floppy disks out there? I mean, the photos were terrible. She printed (laughs) them for the family all the time, and they were horrible. And whatever printer she had, I don't know if it was inkjet or something, but it, it would like... After a couple of days, the ink was like just, falling off. Yeah, because it was wet. Still, but we probably. had them all over our house. Everybody had them in their houses. You knew that was the photogram printer. So you had some exposure to yeah. photography. Uh, pun mm-hmm. intentional, right? Some exposure to photography. Thank you, by the way. Most for, people for say while. pun unintended. No pun intended. You really yeah. did mean that. I pun. did. Bad I jokes are coming, and Craig knows he's bringing Good. it. I know, right? Good. Come on, just own Settle it. Lean into, into it. it. Right. Be proud of it. Anyway, so yeah. you had some exposure to yeah. photography and pictures and stuff because of your grandma and other yeah. things. What what was different than in Seattle when they put a camera in your hand? I, Something I felt really lonely in music. Um, I just all of the all of the leaders around me in music were just 
I felt like I was alone as a person. And this guy saw me. Um, I wrote. A, I recently wrote about it on my website. I wrote. Um, I felt lonely, and this 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 guy named Cubby Graham gave me a cappuccino and a Canon camera and offered me conversation. And uh, coffee and cameras. And conversation for alliteration yeah. purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the three C's. I see what you did. Yeah. Look, look where we are today. Yeah. So I. I, um, I, I decided to sign up for Photo 101 in high school and um, West Valley High School here in town. They, do, they have a film program, so you, you, you're in the dark room learning how to take a picture uh, and develop, a, a develop film. So I studied photography in high school, um, learned all that I could, and absorbed everything to the point where the teacher was asking me to just please, for this hour of class time, just leave take a camera and go do something else because you're bugging me. Uh, I mean, I, I did, I was weeks ahead in all my assignments because I was having, I was too, I, I enjoyed it too much. But then I, I um, did running start out at the Falls, um, Spokane Falls Community College, and I graduated high school with my Associates of Applied Science and Photography. And I had an internship on a marketing team taking product the, photos. And Let's go back to Seattle. So just the got turning running. point was you didn't feel alone anymore. Yeah. It was a relational thing more than it was about the actual photography and the yeah. science of all that. I mean, that came later, but yeah. can you elaborate on that? Like, how, is that what the passion is? Is the, the I think relational so. I connection? think so, yeah. Photography and, and, and now moving pictures, um, it's been a, it's been a, um, a driver of, of deep relationships, you know? I mean, I, I talk about philosophy... Photography driving my philosophy. I've I've made uh, deeper friendships through either taking someone's picture or talking about cameras or, um, you know, these these businesses we're making ads for. We're also getting to know the executives in the marketing department, and we're I mean we're 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 involved with these people. Where we end up going to lunch with these people all the time and. I love the Halloween costumes. Yeah. People are just somebody. Somebody just it's walked their, in. Uh, it's their party today. I, I, know, I know. Somebody just walked in the old podcast HQ. We're we're a little earlier, so nobody's uh, expecting this. I for, that's all. That's on me. I forgot to probably let people know nope. we're going a earlier little, this little week. Sign on the door. Recording. I should have put a little sign on the door. <laughs> we're about an hour our, earlier. So. Our podcast in our office gets interrupted by the UPS truck all really? the time. And we like, take it we take it as like a pause. We gotta open up some new gear in the oh, middle of the podcast. Oh now. that's there that would go. be fun. Yeah. No, we're just a multi purpose uh, facility around here and I forgot to let people know we are they're fine. We're good. They're fine. Pro- nobody probably even they're hears fine. it on on this uh, the audio and no. you can't see it. So so you're living into your passions following yeah. following the photography and stuff and um, you know I I'm not trying to compare my story um, to your story, but, but you're gonna. This is good. I, you know, this is good. You know, I don't know <laughs> if I should say I'm a professional photographer, but I have been known to get paid for photography. I here have and there. been known I to get paid. Known. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just appreciate it. I'm, I'm I, stealing. You can't that. Even I'm, with I am <laughs> literally going to use that line from now on. Right? Isn't that the definition? What do you do? I've been known to get paid, paid. for Once photography. In a while. <laughs> Isn't that the definition uh, of like professional versus hobby? Like you're you're getting paid, you make money. I've I gotta, been known you could say that. to get I had, paid, 
not to take pictures. That's you, a whole different scenario. We've, we've covered this. <laughs> I, I, I just kind of a funny way to bring it up. We've, I think we've covered this. I learned photography really um, because my dad and my mom owned a one-hour photo lab. I think we've covered this, right? This part we, of the story. Yeah, we have we talked have. about this. And I so about learning this. photography kind of the backwards where you see thousands and thousands and you thousands did. of prints. Yep, for And a you while. go... You go, bad photo, bad photo, bad photo, for 99%, right? And you're looking at them, and we manually were exposing them and color correcting them, so you're look, literally looking yeah. at them. And so see it from learning it backwards a little bit, uh, and then going, oh, no, wait, that's a good photo. Now, why does oh that make gosh. a good photo? Composition, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I did apply because the college that I went to was like, oh, yeah, we have scholarships. So I put a little portfolio together. I got two, two grand scholarship for a fine arts I went downtown, took some photos, printed them Dude, at the you lab. Dude, you got so, a scholarship yeah, for this. I know. I went to college. I, He's you been could call yourself a paid. professional. Uh, and <laughs> this then is just, good. Then just a couple of weeks ago, this is just a friend, right? A couple of weeks ago, a friend, he's a senior in high school, and he did not want his senior pictures taken. So his mom reached out to Amy because I've taken, like, our family photos, Literally sometimes on a tripod with oh, the, yeah. with the app remote and just oh, a yeah. phone behind your back. My wife is getting tired of that by the way. She wants up. real pictures one of these days. <laughs> so anyway, she reached out to Amy like, Who did your family photos? Like, well Scott did. Would you come and take Curtis's photos? Because he doesn't want some he won't dress up or do with some yeah. girl, some college girl is what he's like. I don't know, my mom said some college girls gonna do that. I was like, Well if Scott would take the pictures, would you do the photos? He's like, Yeah, I'll do that. That's awesome. So it was fun. We was out Is his voice really that deep? He's pretty deep, yeah. It's out on, they live out on a farm. So we did some camel ones with his truck, his oh, gun, right his on. bow. We went up in the loft of the old family barn. Right grandma on. wanted some good photos, so we had to put a tie on. So we went tie route out in the field. You got to do it for grandma. Yeah. So, you know, I did a little senior picture photo session a couple of weeks ago. So my grandma did our family senior photos or like family photos. Grandma Diane? Yes. And so I, like, I traveled to Wenatchee to take, for she took my cousin's senior photos over there. And so, like, that was always a thing that we did as a family. It's like, we're going to do this. We were like a mafia. I, By the way, this this right here, I grew up listening to you speak, but it was through this, listening to this, uh, going back through and listening to all your podcast episodes that I've learned more about you, at least you, but also you. Uh, just, it, I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just now getting to know Craig. Huh. Interesting. That's part of what started... Driving all around the nation mm-hmm. on a one-hour photo. Oh, yeah. That was in the... Was that in that podcast two weeks ago? Yeah. See, Craig, I listen. I told he's, you. He's listening. People are out there listening. I, I tell you what, you know, for me, like following my passions, I love this format where it's conversation more, people's stories. I'm drawn to people's stories. I think we can learn about who God is and how God works in, in our lives through people's stories. I love a good, you know, presentation sermon talk you know i love to speak i do have my keynote plugged into the screens by the you way do. you're gonna to run go. through a few uh you got your slide deck i brought my clicker i plugged it in back there you didn't notice <laughs> we're gonna click it but i love the conversational format about discovering who jesus is helping people um find jesus that way and follow him so it, it is more um conducive to learning people's stories mm-hmm. and I, I think that's helpful you to, fit the podcast title in there really nicely did I? Help him find and follow See, Jesus. that's where it did come out of just like, that's what we're trying to do. And I We actually were saying that before this was called that. Right. Not the other way around. And I didn't really, I, I can't, you know, I was like, oh, maybe find and follow. And then I was like, I don't know. 
it's kind of an interesting title, mm-hmm. I thought. But I was like, well, that's what it is. And that's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Um, and that was one of my things. Like, this summer, God was like, hey, you should put it in podcast format. And I was like, eh. It's kind of nerve-wracking for me always to put something out there, whether it's taking someone's senior pictures or presenting a message on a Sunday or putting out a podcast. You're like, this is part of me. This is vulnerable. This is, I hope people like it. Yeah. Because I as much as I try to separate, but you'd not. Like, right. this is me. I'm putting myself out there. I shoot a video. I make a post on social media. Like, there's some sort of art. Sometimes I go home, I'm like, babe, I made some art today. I'm like a kindergartner. You're like, can we put it on the fridge? Like, it feels like that. It, <laughs> it does. feels like that. I, want it, it, I, I come home and I tell my wife, I, ma- I made this picture today and I want to show her and I do feel like... Just like my four-year-old son. Yeah. He's like, Mom, look at my picture I drew. Please please be nice and say it's good. Posting, uh, publishing is part of the creative process, though. It's the, it's the last step that not a lot of people take. And I'm, I hear all the time, and I am the same way, that I made this thing, but it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. Not ready yet. And so um, for, for me, publishing something, posting it, yes. is, is the last step of the creative process. You have to put it out there because... If you don't, you're just holding on to all this stuff, and you're never going to fully flesh out what it and, means and to I you. And I suspect that a good portion of the time when somebody says, well, it's not ready yet, is really a, a veiled way of saying, I'm not ready yet. Yeah, that's it, a It's good probably point. ready, or yeah. close enough, but I'm not ready to have that vulnerability of putting my yeah. creativity out there for people to have opinions about. Yeah. It's, it's more about the person, I think, sometimes than the product. I'm not ready. I like that. Yeah. And I, because you can always mess with art, you can always keep messing with it and messing with it. And exactly. And I, again, back to the point of like, people just need to live out of their passions more, it is a more vulnerable way to live, but it's the best way to live because it's how you're wired and it fires you up and you quote unquote do work, but it is energizing work. You get done yeah. and you might be physically a little tired or whatever, but you're like, that was great. When can I do that again? Can I wake yeah. up tomorrow and do that? And that way, it's again, it's a, it's a, Various ways where we are able to administer the grace of God to one another. Right. And I'm always just curious and, and hung up by that. I think for me, it's, I'm drawn to photography and video as well, cinematic stuff. Because it's, it's a, a lot word. of like, well, it's either, you know, it's either of creation or a person. Even if it's a created thing by a person, like a building or whatever, it's still like the image of God, his thumbprint is on that. All of creation speaks of God's divine, you know, nature, his invisible qualities, right? His things that we can't see God, but then we see sunsets and we see trees and we see the detail maybe on like a leaf or, you know, uh, like an elk out in the wild. It's just, you're like, oh yeah, there's for sure a God. Look at, I mean, just, you see someone's portrait and you go, wow, why am I, you know, just connected to that person that I don't know and haven't seen before in person, but just see a picture of them. It's like, they're an image bearer of God and there's something inside of me, God inside of me. And it's just, I don't know. I'm just drawn to it. And I just think more people would hopefully like be inspired today to live from whatever they're passionate and not try to compare their story to someone else's story. It was beautifully worded. Try to be Hillsong worship guy and just be Sam, you know, Video the guy, videographer, but, but way more than that too. I mean, there's more to you than that. I know we're talking along that route today, but there's way more to all of us than what mm-hmm. maybe one person sees or what we're doing for a job. 
and it can change over time too. But right. I just I just hope people right. live out of their passions um, more, and can you can follow God doing that. It's just. I want us to uh, actually get to yeah, let's John get, chapter let's thirteen. Get John. But, yeah, because you didn't last week. But before we, we, we didn't get to it. You started, we then, yeah, we and started. then you realized you were you were way over time. So you well, stopped. it's going to happen again today at the rate we're going. But before we get into it, I, I just the short version of your story uh, as a Christ follower. Um, I know you were raised, you know, going to church because you were yeah. part of this church early on. Yeah, right. I did. I was thinking about that. I you you said you you prompted me before I got here. How'd you how'd you find Jesus? And I thought I don't. I grew up in the church. I I went to a um, a Christian school all through elementary and middle school. Um, my worship pastor for twenty some years of my life joked that I grew up in the in the pew at, uh, in a car seat because my mom sang on the worship team. We were here all the time. Uh, I grew up here. Uh, and then at another church for a long time. And so I, I feel like I, I found Jesus in high school. I started to experience him. I, you know, I, I was, a, I was surrounded by this. Um, I, I was thinking about when I was baptized at 10 years old, you uh, here, we, you put your, the person's picture up, their name, and then a statement of why are that. you getting baptized? And, and my little 10 year old statement was because Jesus told us to. But then at 18, I decided... Which is, which is not a bad reason. Not a bad reason. It's not a complete reason. But not a complete reason, but it's not a that. bad reason. But I was thinking about that. I, I did get re-baptized at 18 because I felt like I had, I had really experienced Jesus. And I've, I have a faith of my own that's not just a 10-year-old saying, Right. Well, I learned this in Sunday school. Yeah, that's good. So I think I've experienced Jesus on my own, even though I've been surrounded by this my whole life. And, and eventually for all of us, that's what has to happen. It has to become our faith, our right. relationship with Jesus. Not something that somebody else told us about that we believe, yeah. but something that we've actually experienced. Yeah. And that's, too, why we're going through John's eyewitness account. Like, for people, hey, if you don't know Jesus or you're uncertain, like, pause the podcast, go read John. Like, read John's eyewitness account and ask yourself this question, like, who is Jesus as mm. you're reading? I think sometimes we've done a disservice where we're like, hey, just follow Jesus. Accept him now. Like, raise your hand in a moment, you know, right. an emotional moment. And it can be very valid for a lot of people. I'm not saying that. It can be very real and authentic and genuine. People that have maybe been, it's been simmering on them or for the first time they have this spiritual mm. enlightenment moment where the light bulb comes on. They're like, oh, I've. I've realized who God is for the first time ever. But some people just, you need to go and read all of John and say, who is Jesus? And then, and then, ask, and then make a decision. Ask Jesus to make himself real to you. Um, we, we've made this point on this podcast before, but this same John who writes the gospel that we're, we're reading through in 1 John. We're attempting to talk about most weeks. <laughs> we, we attempt to talk about. We usually get there we at, do. Least, at least in the last few minutes. But the same John says this. He says, what was from the beginning, this is 1 John chapter 1, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, and the life was manifested. We have seen and testified and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also. He's, mm -hmm. he's writing out of his own deep, rich experience walking with Jesus for three years and 
seeing and hearing and experiencing. And, and that's driving uh, the letter that he writes, but it's also driving the account, the gospel we call it, the, the story of his eyewitness story, an account of what he experienced. It's, it's Jesus through John's eyes in some ways. And that's what you were talking about. You actually experienced Jesus mm-hmm. as you were you know, becoming an adult around age of 18. Uh, that, that's that place that we, we want people to get. That's, that's, that's where it becomes real and it's personal, that it's finding and following Jesus is, is no longer just a religious... Um, it's not know. just an awareness of God. No, it's John goes on in his letter and says, hey, hey, don't walk around and say, oh, I know God, I know God, and you're not living that way. You're just fooling yourself. Right. You're just saying, oh, I got no sin, I got no sin, I'm good, or I know of God. God's not ever inviting us just to be aware of him. That's all of our first steps. Correct. Like, I'm aware of God. All of creation speaks of God. Well, even but, the, and it even says that even the demons know who yeah. Jesus is. Right. I think we like, touched on that here. They're, in, in they're a aware, podcast. but that's not the point. The point is to, to have your life be changed. And, and that's my point about John. I think what he's talking about, what, what he experienced, is only possible to experience when you actually follow Jesus and mm. do something with what he's saying. It's not just being aware that he's there. It's I've experienced him because I've chosen to follow him, which means I've chosen to live my life the way he wants me to live it. And I and, say this. And that, that right there is and I say when this, it gets real. The, the, the way I say this helps me, and I, I hope it helps others, but the way of Jesus. Did I say that with like an accent right there the or way. something? <laughs> the way of Jesus. or The Mandalorian, it the, is the way. It is the way. Uh, instead of, I don't know, there's other different ways to say that, but though they have run flat for me and to catch myself and wake myself up, like what's the way of Jesus right now or the path of Jesus or following the way of Jesus so that it would change my behavior or change my heart mm-hmm. and to try to get us back to, to chapter 13 here. That's what Jesus says after he serves his followers, right? There's a, and there are all these guys that have been jockeying for position, Hey, hey, Jesus, when you get to the top, can I be on your left and right? Can I be the number two guy? He's like, no, nah, bro, you don't even know what's happening. So all these guys are jockeying for position. Judas is well, stealing money. Not only the guys are, but their mom. Their mom. One, one of the accounts tells us. You're going to bring someone's mom into this? It was actually mom who went and said, hey, I, I want to put in a good word for my boys. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> reminds me, as you were talking um, about your mom, uh, Carlotta, so the Curtis, the senior pictures was Curtis Klein. So oh, I, I, fig- I made an assumption. You made an assumption. I just put it together. I'm like, oh, no, uh, Karen and Carlotta are really good friends. There I you just, go. I forgot that. Until you- Small world. Yeah, anyways. Uh, so oh, back, yeah, you back- told me that story, and I pictured Curtis in my Curtis. mind. So back huh. to John 13. You're, you're going to make a point here. I think it's, I mean, if it's the one I think you're going to make, it's a good one. Yeah. Again, you know, sometimes I get paid for photography. Some people call me instead of Sam. I don't know. <laughs> Craig, you're doing such a good job of continuing to I'm push. Trial. I'm trying. Continuing to push. It's, it's one of my jobs on this part. We're going this, there. This is, uh, this is a little insight. This is how my brain wanders, and I have all these thoughts, and sometimes I just have to say them. Well, well you, can't say, you can't say anything without me going to movie quotes. I just... Yes. My brain See, is, is right there, connecting I, those dots, right and there, now I, we're gone. We're we back get, on... We're back on John. Okay. okay, we can't. So Jesus is saying... Uh, after he's washed his feet, now that, uh, verse 14, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. 
pause right there. Uh, serve people. People, people get grossed out by feet. Jesus is not literally asking us to go around and Sam, take your boot off. And I think it's kind of people have taken that a little too literal. He's saying For serve sure. one another in a manner where you don't think you're higher than someone else or you're too high to do a task for somebody. Right. So anyways. that is exactly the point that he's making. It's a much. Yes. I mean, not that there wouldn't be maybe a modern day situation where washing somebody's foot would, would actually meet a real need that, you know, and it would make sense in our culture, potentially. It was a common thing in that culture. And the point is much broader than just that one act or that one need. It is, hey, even I who am God, Jesus is saying, I could do this for you so you can do whatever is necessary to serve one another. Yeah. That's the point. He says, this is, this is an example that you should do as I did to you. And then he makes the point, a slave is not greater than the master, nor is the one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. In other words, if it's good enough for me, it's definitely good enough for you guys. Yeah. And that was the point I was trying to, trying to come back in a long, long way here. He's, he's saying, I've done something. You should go and do the same. Don't just say you follow me. Have your life be changed of how you live each and every day, how you serve one another. Yeah. Don't just be like, oh, I'm a, I know of God. I'm aware of God. But actually to follow Jesus means to have your life be changed when for I, the better, for good. Like yep. It's such a blessing to serve people. Those who refresh others themselves will be refreshed. As you give, like you're blessed more than others. You get to serve and live out through your passions. And um, Scott, the point you're making is, is crystal clear in the next verse, verse 17. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Right. You're not blessed by knowing them. No. Knowing them is important. That's a step in the process. But the blessing comes in the doing. See, it, I'm always curious, at what point does knowing about something become detrimental when you're not taking action on it? Well, that's another scripture, isn't it? If you know you're supposed to do something and you don't do it, that's considered sin? It is. Do you know where that scripture is? No. I just said the I know Bible. it's a scripture. <laughs> it's a scripture. I'm not sure either. That's I was why hoping we you knew. Google. Oh, I want to say things. it's in. I want to say it's in James. To I him and knows so. to do. I think there's a. That's an exact quote, and I, there's several places where. The, the where hey, if you see a brother in need and you have ability to help meet their need, you should take action on that. Yeah. Not that we're obligated when everything, because we're in such a heightened uh, state of awareness about everybody and everything across the globe. It's overwhelming for me. I feel, I feel the need to take action on so much stuff. Like, I can't, I can't, some days I just can't get on social media, be aware of everybody's situation. I can't be on the news. Uh, I'm just trying to meet the needs of people around me that are closest right. to me that I, that I need to be working on. And I'll feel like, maybe we should help with that. Not that I'm not globally aware and concerned. And, like, we sponsor Compassion Kids in two different continents. And, you know, just we're doing things for sure, but... There's some days and times where I'm like, I just can't be more aware because I would have to take action on those, right. and I can't take it, action on all that. It's emotionally overwhelming. It gets, it's an unhealthy spot when I begin right. to move that, and maybe towards sin where I'm not taking care of my own family first, and I'm meeting the needs of others before I'm really meeting the needs of my own household. A few years ago, Scott, we, um, I think we, we picked it up from Andy Stanley or Craig Rochelle at one of the conferences or somewhere along the line, and, and it w worked its way into the culture of our church, and that is this saying, do for one what you wish you could do for everybody. And that really has helped me. It, it helps me manage the thing you're talking about, that sense of being overwhelmed and then paralyzed, like, ah, I can't meet all the needs, so I won't meet any of the needs because I just can't deal with this. 
no, I, I can't meet all the needs. And God doesn't necessarily even want me to meet all the needs. Yeah. He just wants me to do what I can do. And so I'll do for one what I wish I could do for everybody. And it's just yeah. freeing for me. It, it gives me permission to have a measured response to do what I can do and not feel guilty about the stuff I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't. That, that, that's going to take me a minute to simmer on. Simmer on. Do you for said one. that and I instantly felt at ease with. It, that's what it does for me. Mm-hmm. Do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. Well, even to the example of Jesus, he washed 12 guys' feet. The rest of the town had dirty feet. The next-door neighbor had dirty feet, was in need of physically washing. And we talked about this last week. Jesus was doing that, but also setting an example. They didn't understand what he was doing. It wasn't about the physical washing of feet. It was about this attitude of service. Plus, it was, I think, the foreshadowing of the spiritual washing. Because when Peter objects and says, no, whole body, and he's going, no, 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 you don't need whole body. But to be spiritually watched, because his sins are going to be forgiven because of the act of love, loved him to the end, act of love on the cross, and through the resurrection, that, man, death is taken care of, sin's taken care of, and the resurrection, and go with that guy. Jesus is foreshadowing the spiritual washing. But Jesus just washed the 12 guys' feet. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't run around the whole town going, do you need feet washing? Do you need f-? Well, yeah, that's an endless task. There's he was always just looking be, at the people that were right there. Right there. And he did for them... And he said, hey, go do this for others. There's that multiplication. Right. And verse later in the chapter here, and we can talk more about the chapter, uh, but I just wanted to skip forward. He's, verse 34, he says in chapter 13, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And that's like the, the golden platinum, platinum rule of Jesus yep. is to love others like Jesus loves us. And that means lots of things, of course, but, but he's giving them that instruction while their feet are still probably drying. Like it's right after he has done this yeah. amazing thing to, to humble himself. And I mean, I, I've often pondered this. Like if I was one of those guys sitting there that day, to have Jesus kneeling down at my feet washing them, it's like that would be so, that would be so moving, so heart-wrenching. It's like, no, I ought to be washing your feet. What are you right. doing down there washing my feet. I don't deserve this. Who am I that you would do this for me? I mean, all that stuff would just be flooding your mind. And that's why Peter spoke up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, absolutely. Peter had a, he spoke for the group, which he often did. He just like, no, no, you, you know, but they were all feeling it and we would have felt it. And yet uh, he does it. And then he says, now go love people as I've loved you. Like that had to, that was crystal clear in their heads in that moment. Yeah, I know how you loved me. I just watched you do something that I wouldn't want anybody to do except maybe yeah. a servant. Yeah. Well, we're kind of running out of time today. Um, there's more in this chapter I think we want to talk I want to talk about is, is this word glory, glorified, verse 31, Son of Man be glorified, God's glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will all glory in what? Like this word glory We've been, I've been curious about, and we're going to have a, a sermon series around, message series around at Christmas time. It's this word glory that gets used all throughout Scripture, but we don't really use it in everyday English language. There's some jokes about it. There's movie lines about it. Uh, but we don't usually talk about it and what it is. It's a noun. It's a verb. It's, it's all throughout the rest of John. Like, we're going to bump into it all the time. And what is that in you know, Luke chapter 2, where it's like, hey, the angel showed up and the glory of God was sh- around them. And then we have this 
Jesus to be glorified and he's going to glorify the Father. And like, what is that? What do we do? Romans 11 says that everything was made through God for him, for his glory. Like, that's our life purpose. Yeah. And anyways, we're going to dive into that. I've been curious about that. Shoot, um, I'm going to be tuning in. Tuning in. Well, you had me. You had me. Right. In there I've got more you. questions than answers, but we're gonna we're gonna keep diving into it. Uh, but Sam, we appreciate you being here. How can people connect with you? We threw out like you your, your personal stuff, your business stuff. What's the best way to? I'm on Instagram all the time. Sam McGee. Yeah. Which there's another Sam McGee, so you gotta watch out for that guy. There's a lot of same. <laughs> I have two pages. One that I forgot that I oh, even okay. had. No, I. Yeah, we'll link know. some stuff in the uh, show notes. Is that what you officially say on a podcast? Yeah, <laughs> link in the description down below. Oh, link in the description down below. <laughs> I don't know. We're just we're trying to make this work. Uh, but Inland Film Co. is your uh, yeah your, your business. Inland Film Co. People want some mini at, documentaries. At or Sam McGee at Sam McGee or cinematic stuff done in their hashtag life. cinematic stuff hashtag. All right. Well, that does it for this week. Tune in next week. We'll continue to talk about Jesus and glory. You can help people find and follow Jesus by subscribing to the podcast, sharing it with some friends, and leaving a review so it's easier for others to find it.